Please open your Bibles with me for an opening scripture this morning to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I would like to read to you several verses from this chapter. This is the resurrection chapter of the Bible. All 58 of its verses are dedicated to the theme of the resurrection of the dead, the resurrection of our physical bodies. I will read verses 19 through 23. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, By man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order. Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ's at his coming. The 19th verse tells us, that real Christians do not focus or get infatuated with this life because it's antithetical or contrary to Christianity. In the case of these Corinthians, they had been led astray by false teachers denying the resurrection of the dead and thus had had their hope stolen away from them. Now they at least had somewhat of an excuse as to why They were putting their hope in this life and not in the next life because they had been taught the lie that there was no resurrection of the dead. But if we were to make such a choice that it's this life that we ought to really get into and be infatuated with and set our goals and ambitions based on this life, then we are consciously and intelligently choosing to be fools. Because Christianity is a religion that puts the focus on the next life, not this life. This life is insanity. This life is full of pain, trouble, sorrow, and ends in misery, and you take not a thing with you, and not a thing you've done in this world will be remembered after you're gone. No one is going to remember you or anything you've done after you're gone. Our focus is to be on the next world. And see, if a Christian doesn't live with that focus on the next world, then his life is very vain and miserable. That's why the Apostle said, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. Because at least the world's men try to gather some sort of pleasure out of this life. But a true Christian lives a life of self-denial. And if you're living a life of self-denial in this world, and yet you don't have hope of another world, you're of all men most miserable. You've cut yourself off from both avenues of pleasure. The future life and the present life. That's all because there were false teachers at the church in Corinth, and Paul had to correct their false doctrine in this chapter. We have a but that opens up verse 20 because verse 19 is not true. The but in verse 20 is, but now is Christ risen from the dead. Contrary to the false teachers at Corinth that are telling you, Christ hasn't risen from the dead, and there is no resurrection from the dead. 
Christ is indeed risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. All of God's elect that have died physically, their bodies are sleeping in the earth. But the Lord Jesus Christ's body only slept there for three days and three nights because God raised him from the dead. And he is the first fruits of the rest of those elect whose bodies will be brought out of the earth as well, joined with their souls and spirits at the second coming of Jesus Christ and spend eternity with him. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the good news and glad tidings that the world does not have. It is such a travesty of intelligence that in school, children will learn about a deluded pagan Catholic named Ponce de Leon, who didn't do anything in his lifetime worth remembering, but who sought for the fountain of youth. When we have a Bible that tells us about the promise of eternal life, that was given before the world began. And how that the Lord Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. That's better than some fountain of youth. That is eternal life. And the Bible declares that to us. And that's why we gather together in churches throughout the earth and remember the resurrection of Jesus Christ and that He is the second Adam and what He's done for all the elect that sleep in the earth. He's the first fruits because he's the first of God's elect to rise from the dead in the way that he did. And he is the evidence and the proof that we shall do the same. Verse 21, for since by man came death, Adam brought death upon his family and race. By man came also the resurrection of the dead. The Lord Jesus Christ was made with a flesh and blood body like ours so that he could suffer death and God could raise that body from the dead as the evidence and proof and sign to us, the token to us that He would raise us from the dead as well. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. How do you get into Adam? By God's choice. God made choice that we would all be born into a condemned race. How do we get into Christ? God made choice. By choosing us in Jesus Christ before the world began. There is the figure of Him that was to come. The first and second Adam have several things in common as to how they affect us. Each stood as the representative of His people. When the word all is used, it's all that are in Adam. When the word all is used in the second half of the verse, it's all that are in Christ. How do the all get into Adam? By God's choice that they would be born as humans and by their first birth. How do we get into Christ? By God's choice of choosing us in Christ Jesus before the world began and our second birth that gives us a relationship to Him. Verse 23, but every man in his own order. Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ at His coming. There's an order. Jesus was raised first. All the sleeping elect get raised next. There's an order. And God knows the order. And God knows that the order sometimes causes us some sadness because those that we love are placed in the ground to sleep there until the Lord Jesus Christ returns. And when I say sleep there, I don't believe in soul sleep because the Bible doesn't teach soul sleep like the Seventh-day Adventists and others advocate. We understand that only the body is sleeping in the ground because the soul and the spirit is with the Lord in heaven. To be absent from the body, meaning there's at least two parts to each of us, a part that is... Sometimes in the body and sometimes outside the body is with the Lord the moment death occurs. 
But there's an order. Jesus Christ was raised first, and then we shall be raised as well. And so, going back to the 19th verse, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we have missed the purpose of the gospel. We are not real Christians. To focus on this life is pure insanity. Everything here will always end in disappointment and failure. It will never achieve the goals that you set for it, and it will never have any lasting effect. Jesus Christ has secured everlasting rewards for all of the elect, and we want to keep that in mind. The Corinthians had it stolen from them by false teachers. The world tries to steal it from us. We need to remember that the next life is the life that counts. The next world is the world that counts, and keep our focus there. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy great and glorious name. O Lord God, thou hast created all things for thyself and for thy pleasure. They are and were created. Thou hast chosen us and placed us in a condemned race, born of human parents, that are legally responsible for the sin of our first father. Thou art holy and righteous in all thy ways. And we fall before thee and say, God, be merciful to us sinners. We have sinned in our first father, and we have sinned ourselves to prove our relationship to him. But we thank thee, Holy Father, that thou hast also chosen us in Christ Jesus before the world began, that we would have a second Adam to come in the fullness of time and to live a perfect life for us, keeping all of thy commandments and to lay down his life for us and to take it up again, that we should have eternal life. We thank thee for the Lord Jesus Christ, the second Adam. And Heavenly Father, we thank thee for the gospel that brings us the good news and the glad tidings, that there is an order that you have ordained, Christ the firstfruits, and afterwards us who believe in him. Heavenly Father, this day increase our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us lay hold of him by faith and the eternal life that is in him. Our Father, we pray that you would bless our hearts with the sense of Sovereign judgment that you revealed to us in the fifth chapter of Romans for us to see what our first father did to us and that we would most graciously and fully appreciate what the second Adam has done to save us. We thank thee for Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Our Father in heaven, bless us in this assembly. Guide our thoughts, our minds, our hearts. We want not only our attention upon the Word of God, but our affection upon the Lord Jesus Christ that is revealed in the Word of God. Stir us up, Heavenly Father, that these assemblies will bear fruit in our lives and be to Thy honor and glory, and that Jesus Christ will be exalted, for He is the High King of Heaven. We thank Thee that He is our Savior, and we have no other. There is no other name given under heaven among men, whereby we must be saved than that of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee for choosing us in Him. We thank Thee that He has made us accepted unto Thee. Bless us now in this service. Father, 
Preserve our nation for the sake of your people in it. Bless your churches and saints throughout the world. Forgive us our sins. Lead us in paths of righteousness and teach us wisdom that we might conduct ourselves in this life as well as we can, that we might be accepted of Thee and accepted of good men. O Lord, show us Your will for our lives and bless us now. Heavenly Father, as we read Thy Word, as we sing Thy praise, as we pray unto Thee, we pray that You would accept it through Jesus Christ our Lord and that You would sanctify it by the Holy Spirit that it might bear fruit in our lives. We love Thee and we thank Thee for loving us first. We thank Thee for sending us a Savior. We thank Thee for giving us a religion of the greatest hope in the world, and that is the hope of eternal life and of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let us look for Him. Let us look for His appearing and love His appearing, that we might receive that same crown of righteousness that was given to our brother Paul. Hear us as we call upon Thee, for we pray in Jesus' name and for His honor and glory. Amen.